Good morning, dear brethren. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. What a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. What a wonderful subject we have before us. What a wonderful God we have to worship. Hearts that He's made able. A way that He's made open. A word that He's made plain. We have much to be thankful for. I read one verse to you. One of the little jewels of Scripture where the Apostle Paul burst forth into an exclamatory verse of praise in the first chapter of 1 Timothy, and it's the 17th verse. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Today we want to enter into what I wrote to you yesterday is the candy and gravy of this wonderful subject of God's attributes. And I explained to you why I would use the word candy when it comes to the Word of God because our meditation of Him should be sweet to us. And it's gravy because our meditation and musing of Him should be marrow and fatness to our souls. It should provide all the flavor all the delectableness, all the enjoyment that we, we should ever be able to have should come from the Lord Himself. I wish that all of you and every one of our brothers and sisters not with us today could have been with me last night because Job 36 and 37 are wonderful chapters. And if you took any time and freed your minds from other thoughts, they are so full of neat little things about the Lord as Elihu spoke on behalf of his maker against Job, who in recent chapters had proven that he was scornful and was talking just like wicked men or like his wife. Elihu did a wonderful job, and I hope you delighted in those verses. They were very pleasant, and they should have been. So this is the candy and gravy of God's Word about the Lord our God. Our King is eternal. We know nothing eternal except Him, and we cannot even comprehend eternal, let alone be eternal. We can't even think about it. We quickly, as soon as we try to define it, our minds break down and are unable to recognize that anything could be eternal. He's immortal, and we're as mortal as can be. Every day we realize our mortality a little more. We had reminders this week of mortality. But he is immortal. He never dies. He's invisible. And so there's no images in our church. We meet in a church that has no stained glass pictures, no paintings, no artwork, no artifacts, no relics, no statues, because he's invisible. And the day you try to paint something, draw something, or form something, you're forming it after your own imagination because he has very carefully left himself outside of the pale of Scripture as to what he looks like because he's an invisible spirit. No man has ever seen him. No man ever shall see him. And so we rely on other means he's given to us to see him with the eye of faith. Then there's lessons in that one word, invisible. And I hope that I can make them comforting to you today. He's the only wise God because he's omniscient. He's intelligent. He has infinite understanding of all things at all times 
He's the only wise God. All other gods have no wisdom whatsoever. But He is the wise God and He's the only one. Now once that Paul writes that He's eternal, immortal, invisible, and the only wise God, he started out this little candy cane or piece of candy in the Word of God by saying, now unto. So we want to give something unto Him. Now this invisible, infinite, independent being can receive nothing from us that's going to add to His inherent perfections. But He will receive our praise. And through Jesus Christ, our praise can come up in to His holy dwelling place. And so we give it to Him today. Now unto the King Eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, we want to give Him these things, honor and glory. Because we are not eternal, we can only give Him this moment. We, can't, we should confess last week if we didn't give Him any. And we can't speak for next week because we may not be here. If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But we can give Him honor and glory today. And we give Him honor and glory today with the Spirit that He should receive honor and glory forever and ever. And that is such a wonderful statement that the Holy Spirit gave our brother Paul that he concluded it by saying, Amen. Amen. It is so in truth, this is what we ought to do. So today, let's give our King Eternal, our Immortal King, our Invisible King, and the only wise God, who is our God, let's give Him honor and glory, and let's ascribe to Him honor and glory that He deserves forever and ever. Amen. 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 Our Father in heaven, hallowed, Be thy great and glorious name. We thank thee, O Lord of heaven and earth, that thou art our God and our King. Thou art the eternal, immortal, invisible spirit of the being of God Jehovah. I am that I am. We worship thee. We thank thee that thou art the only wise God. There be many called gods, and many called lords by pagan men's imaginations. But thou art the only wise God, omniscient, infinite in understanding. We cannot comprehend thee, and all that we know of thee which is glorious and overwhelms our senses, and understanding is but parts of thy ways. O Lord, we worship thee this morning. We thank thee for the word of God that reveals to us things, as we read last night, from the pen of Elihu, about your greatness and your glory, and how Job should shut his mouth in thy presence, and he should humble himself and repent for his scornful, self-righteous accusations and insinuations against your righteousness. We will ascribe righteousness to thee, O Lord, and in that sense we have none. We will ascribe power to thee, O Lord, and in that respect we have none ourselves. We are impotent. And thou art omnipotent. None can stay thy hand or say unto thee, What doest thou? For you do according to your will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And we bless thee. We're thankful to know thee. We're thankful, O Lord, that you chose us and called us to be your children. We're thankful that you adopted us, regenerated us, and opened our hearts and minds to receive the things of Scripture, to receive the things communicated by the Holy Spirit to our consciences and our spirits, 
And Heavenly Father, we pray this day that we shall return a measure of it to Thee of honor and glory for Thy greatness. We thank Thee, O Lord, for giving us being that we might know Thee. Teach us what we need yet to know of Thee while we're here in this world. Teach us yet how we can please Thee more perfectly. Teach us better how we can more perfectly glorify Thee, and we shall do so. Be with us in this assembly and the one following, if it be Your will, to allow us to have both. That all that we do in our singing, our praying, our preaching, our reading, and our hearing and our fellowship together and around the Lord's table will all redound to thy great glory and come up in to heaven itself. O Lord, sanctify our proceedings with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost. Grant that the same blessings we ask for ourselves might be true in every other assembly of your saints. By whatever name they go under, whoever might be their servants, O Lord, we pray that they will be faithful this day to the light that you have shown them and that you will show them more. Be with our brothers and sisters not able to be with us today and bring them safely back to us and we shall thank thee in the great congregation when you bless us so. O Lord, forgive us our sins. Remember that we are weak. Remember that our flesh is weak, but our spirits are very willing this day to give thee the glory and honor you deserve. Hear us as we call upon thee in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior forever. Amen.